Hi, this is Bishop E. James Logan, Senior Pastor of Christian Faith Fellowship Church in Zion, Illinois. Welcome to our podcast. I pray you'll be blessed by a fresh word from God every time you tune in. All right, get your Bible or your electronic device. Turn to Luke's Gospel. Luke chapter 1. And then get prepared to go to Matthew chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. Verses 30 through 33, and then Matthew chapter 1, verses 20 and 21. Amen. So let, let, me, let me give you a little history here on the messages here during this particular Christmas season, which we know is the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. So why not teach, preach the gospel of Jesus Christ? Since he did come during this season, since we do celebrate his coming during this season, we should talk about the gospel during this season. That is my desire. All right. Luke chapter one, Luke one, verses 30 through 33. And then Matthew chapter one, verses 20 and 21. All right. Let's begin. And the angel said unto her. Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father, David. Verse 33. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Now let's go to Matthew's account, and let's read Matthew chapter 1, verses 20 and 21. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, Fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Verse 21. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for all Jesus affords, all Jesus did, all Jesus does, all Jesus is doing, and all Jesus will do. We thank you for the entrance of your word into this worth realm, into this world that has changed the world for time and eternity. Jesus be glorified through the message of the gospel. Let the people of God say amen. Let them celebrate the name, the person, the place, and the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ in this season. Let the ministry, the name of Jesus, not get lost in commercials, not get lost in presents, not get lost in Christmas carols or Christmas parties. Don't let the name of Jesus get lost in your church, oh God. Help us in this hour to celebrate the name of Jesus Christ. In your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. God bless you. So you may be seated, those of you are here. Um, and so, so in case you don't know um, already, this message is titled, Call His Name Jesus. Call His Name Jesus. We read two different accounts where the angel tells Mary and Joseph, Mary and Joseph, who is being born unto them and the name that he has to be called by. Now that's important because we've already went through names and the significance of names and why names are given to separate and to differentiate people and things from one another. You know, there's a lot of people who name Jesus, but only one Jesus. And so why should we call his name Jesus? Well, the Bible says we are to call his name Jesus. Matthew says we are to call his name Jesus because he will save his people 
from their sin. Jesus means salvation. Literally, the name Jesus means salvation. Jesus is his surname. It's kind of like a title. It's kind of like a name that's above the family name. But to fully understand and grasp the meaning of names, we must understand the name of Jesus when it was given during the time of Jesus's birth. Names have been changing over time, like most other things change. I used to have things I say about names I won't say anymore. But Jesus was and is his surname. In Jesus's day and in some stricter practice, Jewish practicing uh, religious people, uh, the name uh, that a person was given was their surname, but it was always connected to the family name. So during Jesus' time, Jesus wouldn't have been known or by the Jewish people, he'd have been called uh, Yahashua bar Jesus, bar meaning son of, Je- of, of Joseph. So he would have been called Jesus, the son of Joseph. But I want to be a little bit more technical because there's some technical people out there that, that really get a kick out of this kind of thing. And so let me just break it down to you like this. Yahshua was his rend- Hebrew name. Yahshua is the Hebrew name for Jesus. And uh, Yeshua is the Amaric or Aramaic name. Because during Jesus' time when he was born, most Jews at that time did not speak Hebrew. They spoke Aramaic. So there were some that called Jesus Yahshua. There's some called him Yahshua or Yahshua, which is also Joshua, which means salvation. As time went on, the Bible was translated. Here we get to the place where we speak English. Most of the world speaks English. Uh, And so Jesus now is the translation of Yahshua or Yahshua. So Jesus, Yahshua or Yahashua, however you want to say it, it's all salvation. Somebody say it's all salvation. If you want to be super technical, you want to be super religious, you want to be Aramaic, you want to be Hebrew, doesn't matter. It all means salvation. Jesus' name means salvation. It means salvation, deliverance, healing, and protection from sin. I'm going to say it again. It means salvation, deliverance, healing, and protection from sin. When we say the name Jesus, we are referring to salvation, deliverance, healing, and protection from sin. This really is the gospel. The gospel is about salvation. The gospel of Jesus Christ is about deliverance, being rescued from sin. Some people, some don't realize that you need to be rescued from sin. Really, we, we live in a world in a time where people don't believe they need to be rescued from sin. That means there are people that don't believe they're sinners. And if you don't believe you're a sinner or if you've not been taught or told or made to understand that you're a sinner, then you won't need Yahshua, Yeshua, Jehovah. You won't need Jesus at all because in your mind, you're not a sinner. What is that man up there talking about? And this is the problem, which, again, for me, is why we need to talk about the gospel of Jesus Christ, particularly during his birth, because that's why Jesus came, what? To save his people from their sin. I I just really want you to know, I'm not calling you a sinner. I can't call you that. God can call you that. He called me that one day many years ago, and I thank God I believed that I was a sinner. When I believed I was a sinner and needed saving, that's when I got saved. When I didn't believe I was a sinner, I was still smoking and drinking, lying, stealing, breaking in. I I just, because ain't nothing wrong with that. But when I heard of the name Jesus, when someone explained and taught to me who Jesus is, I realized I needed saving from my sin. 
So Jesus is a Western translation, if you will, of Yahshua, Yahshua. It doesn't matter what you call him. He saves people. He saves people. The point is, his name means salvation. The point is, <coughs> excuse me, all of us needed and some still need to be saved. We, we, we don't hear that enough. People need to be saved. So hearing, understanding, calling the name of Jesus means you know you need forgiveness from sin. So as elementary as that may sound to many of us has been saved, it's really necessary that we continue to let people know that aren't saved, you need to be saved. <clears throat> and there's someone that can save you. His name is Jesus. So we need to call on the name of Jesus for people. For the people that don't know he saves, for the people that don't know what's in his name, we're left to tell them what's in his name. Um, Romans 3.23 says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So, again, we need to, with love and boldness, tell people you're a sinner. Now, don't get mad at me because I was a sinner, too. And if you want to be real, you know, real, add a little extra grace on it, you can say, and every night and I still sin. But we got to let people know sin is out there. Are you, 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 you tracking with me? We got to let people know sin is out there. Don't act like sin don't exist, especially if he saved you from sin. Now, let me say this. Don't let, <laughs> don't let your proof that sin is still out there be you still sinning. <laughs> Not you, because he saved you from your sin. I'm proof you can be saved from sin. I'm proof he's still a savior. All have sin. Say that with me. All have sin. One more time. All have sin. All have sin. Every, <coughs> excuse me, every person who ever lived except Jesus was born in sin. Oh, here we go. Every person, in other words, there's not a person who's ever been born except Jesus that didn't sin. All have sinned. You won't meet a person that hasn't sinned. You might meet a person that doesn't believe they sinned. You might meet a person that will deny their sin. But you'll never meet a person that hasn't sinned. That's why all of us needed a savior. That's why he came. Because he knew you didn't know you was jacked up. He knew that there would be a devil, a lying devil that would tell you and I at some point in our lives, you all right. So he sent Jesus and Jesus made disciples <laughs> and Jesus gave gifts and appointed apostles and prophets and evangelists, pastors and teachers to tell people they're sinners. Why? So you could be saved. Jesus didn't come to make you feel bad about being a sinner. He came to make you be mad about being a sinner so you would stop being a sinner. He came to empower us so we would no longer be slaves to sin. That's why we call his name Jesus. That's why we call on his name whenever we feel the enemy is encroaching on our position to take advantage of us. We call on his name and we keep getting saved. How many of y'all been saved more than once? 
rescued more than once, delivered more than once, blessed more than once, anointed more than once. How? Because you called on the name of Jesus. Somebody might say, ah, that sounds real good, preacher. But how can you call me a sinner? How can I be a sinner? And all I did was just be born by Frank and Edna May Smith. Them some of the sweetest people, they, they ain't did no wrong. How can I be born into sin? How can that be, preacher? You don't know how good Frank was. Edna, she was a good mama. She could cook and she took care of all them 15 children. Well, that's probably true. But I'm not talking about sin based on your lifestyle and your definition. I'm talking about sin based on the scriptures. Romans 5, 12. Watch this. Wherefore, hear me carefully, as by one man, sin entered into the world and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men. Death passed upon all men, the most nicest, sweetest, kindest man. Death passed upon all men, all women, for that all have sinned. God says death passed upon all of us because we're all sinners because of what Adam and Eve did. Because of the sin of Adam and Eve, that sin is passed on to every human being born in the world. As nice as they could be. As sweet as they may be, you're just a nice sinner. You're just a sweet sinner. You're just a cute sinner. You're just a handsome sinner. You're a strong sinner. You're a sinner. No matter what you look like, God classifies you as a sinner because of Adam and Eve. See, again, sin and death came into the world through Adam and passed on to every person born from Adam and Eve. Write this down. Write this down. What this reveals, what this reveals is unity of the race. Unity of the race. What am I trying to say? Say it plainly. Mankind, humankind, is made up of only one race. The human race. It's not many races. That's the construct of mankind. God had made us one race, human race. That's why whatever happened to Adam happens to every human after Adam, because there's only one race. That's the human race. There's not three or four or five, six different races. That's a construct of man. One race. So, I mean, you know, I don't need to really go into it, but, you know, there's no one race better than another race because all the human race is a sinful race. There's no tendencies in one race over another race to do this, that, and the third. The human race is full of sin. Whatever one ethnic group will do, another will do too. Stop saying, you know, black folk don't do that. Don't stop saying stupid stuff like that. Whatever one person will do, another person will do too. And this is where some of us get in trouble because you, and, and, and <laughs> you know, we, we've heard this and, and, and I've heard it over the years and here I am now getting up in years and you know, when you get up in years, certain things mean more to you because you finally realize the wisdom in it. So here's a, here's a statement. It's wise just to begin to really slow down and stop saying. Here's, here's, a, here's, here's, a, here's a phrase. I'm going to quote. I'll never do that. No, don't, 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 don't say what you'll never do. Say you hope you'll never do. Because you don't know what situation and circumstances you may find yourself in one day where you got to do the exact same you did thing you said 10 years. I'll never do that. You doing it. And some of us ain't saying amen because we've been there already. <laughs> yeah, we didn't say this. I'll never do that. 
and you did it with a tuxedo on. Now watch this. So the fact that one man, hear this now, we're almost finished. The fact that one man could have such an effect on humanity cannot be overlooked. We cannot overlook Adam. I know he's so far in the past that we can't even identify with Adam and Eve and sometimes don't even believe in this fairy tale. No, Adam, your daddy. All you got to do is just look back at your life and all the stuff you did and what, that you didn't want to do. Where did it come from? It came from your daddy, Adam. Mm. So we're all connected to Adam. Say we're all connected to Adam. We're all connected to Adam, whether we want to be or not, whether you study him out or not. He is your daddy and you and I are connected to him. So because of the sin of Adam, the only person that could save us was Adam. But when you read the scriptures, Adam didn't repent. That wasn't a sin he could have repented from. So Adam said this way. I don't want to be, I, I got to say it this way. The first Adam couldn't help us. Write that down. The first Adam couldn't help us. He left us in this condition. Don't get mad at him. But the first Adam left us in this condition. The first Adam was unable to save us. But God is so good that he made another Adam called the last Adam. Boy, I feel good right now. The first Adam couldn't save us, but God said, that's all right. I got another Adam waiting in the wings because I want you to be saved. Are you seeing how badly your father in heaven wants you saved? That the first Adam couldn't do it, so he made another Adam called the last Adam. He created another Adam to make sure you and I could be saved. And you know who that last Adam is? That last Adam is called Jesus because he's the one that saves us from our sins. First Corinthians 15, 45. And so it is written. The first man, Adam, was made a living soul and the last Adam was made a quickening spirit. What is the Apostle Paul revelating to us? The first Adam, when God breathed into his nostrils, he became a living being. All the first Adam do, could do was walk around and be alive. But the last Adam was made a life-giving spirit. Jesus is a life-giver. That's why his name is called Jesus, because he's the giver of life. He's the giver of eternal life. That's why we need to call on the name of Jesus, because he infuses us with life. John 20, 31. But these things were written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ. <laughs> These things were written so that you and I and anyone that reads would believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that in believing you may have life through his what? His name. There's life in the name of Jesus. That's why we call upon the name of Jesus. That's why we preach and teach the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is good news. It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, the Jew first and also the Greek. For here it is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. For the just shall live by faith in the name of Jesus. We have life because of the name. We don't have just good church and just good religion. Every time I hear the name, Jesus makes me feel something. That's good. But do you have eternal life? Do you understand what that life brings and affords? Do you know what it means to call on the name of Jesus? Again, we get eternal life. Through his name. That means you have it right now. If you're saved, you have eternal life right now. No, 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 no. You're not hearing me. If you are born again, born from above, if you are saved, you have eternal life right now. What does that mean? What does that mean? If you die after I preach, you ain't dead. 
It is not only a duration of life. It is a quality of life. You and I that are born again have a quality of life different from those that have never called on the name of Jesus and let the last Adam save them. I want you to understand something. You and I have a quality of life different from everybody else. I don't care if you're in the hospital, a convalescent home. I don't care if you I don't care where you are. If you have eternal life, the quality of life you have right now is far better than anybody that's not saved. Y'all don't hear me. Let me go old school on you. Let, let, me, let me go back. Let me go back. This is going to mess you up. Let me go back. Let me go back. Let me go back. Scarface. Antonio Montoya. Listen, you can have all the cocaine. You can have all the army. You can have gold chains around your neck. Have all the money stacked up. Listen, if you are not saved, and you, you're a little bitty boy at, at, at 10 years old, you saved, living in the projects. Your quality of life is better than Antonio Montoya. Scarface ain't got nothing on you. You have eternal life. Somebody needs to get glad that you have eternal life. I know you may not be able to get the toys you want. You may live in a neighborhood that's not safe. But if you have eternal life, you have a quality of life right now. Better than anybody rich and famous living under and outside the name of Jesus. Sometimes I think we forget that. Particularly during Christmas, we want to make sure every child has a toy to feel happy. And love toys. But, but if you got Jesus, your quality of life, your quality of life, boy, 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 we have forgotten what it means to have the name of Jesus. I'm feeling kind of bold and crazy because I understand my quality of life. It, it makes me do the Conor McGregor walk. Some of y'all need to do the Conor McGregor walk. You, you need to get bold. You just want eternal life. I don't care what I'm not driving. I don't care what I'm not wearing. I don't care what I don't live. I have eternal life through the name of Jesus Christ. What is better than that? Oh, we're forgetting about it because we're not being taught about it anymore. John 20, 31. These things are written. Oh, the only way you're going to know if you read what's written. That you might believe. Oh, the only way you're going to believe is if you read what's written. That Jesus is the Christ. That Jesus is Messiah. He is what the Bible says he is. He's the son of God. And that in believing you might, we might have life through his name. First Corinthians 1547. Again, the first Adam, or the first man, Adam, is of the earth. He's earthy. The first Adam was earthy. The second man, second Adam, Jesus, is the Lord from heaven. Big difference. Verse 48. As is the earthy, such are they that are also earthy. See, until you get born again, all your focus is earthly. Your, all your happiness comes from what you get on earth. All your approval comes from earthly people. Some of y'all bound because you don't know there's a great cloud of witnesses calling you great. You still stuck on your daddy what he told you when you was 12. You still ain't over what your mama did when she put you out when you were 13. Because all of your approval comes from earthly, earthly people. <laughs> but as is the heavenly, such are they that are heavenly. When you get born again, born from above, and your home is heavenly, you get encouraged by heavenly people. You love reading the Bible. Excuse me. You love reading the Old Testament because these people are in heaven. What Abraham says encourages you. What Elijah says encourages you. What the Apostle Paul says encourages you in heaven. What Stephen says encourages you 
because you're heavenly minded. But if you're not born again, you don't care what Paul, Paul said. You don't care what Stephen said. You, you don't care what the Bible character said. You don't care that you're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses because you want everybody in, in the club to like you. On social media to like you. School to like you because you're earthy. You don't understand the power in the name of the last Adam. So he says in verse 49, as we have born, hear this, verse 49, 1 Corinthians 15. As we have born the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. If you're saved. If you're not saved, you're going to be born earthy and die earthy. Verse 50. Now this I say, brethren, Paul still teaching, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Did you hear what he said? The apostle Paul says, flesh and blood, excuse me, shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Throw this out here. I ain't, I ain't planning on saying this. But uh, I'm going to say it anyway. Prominent preachers all over, all over YouTube, all over social media saying, you know, that uh, they affirm homosexuality in the church. They believe you can be a Christian saved and a homosexual. Said it. Said it. Said it. See, 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 it's sad to me. It breaks my heart and makes me angry. But that goes contrary to Scripture. Because, watch this, being a homosexual is fleshly. Being a robber is fleshly. It's something humans do. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. There's no way a preacher of righteousness full of the Holy Ghost can tell anybody that does a sin that you can be excused from doing that sin and go into the kingdom of God when it says you can't. Being a robber is not a, a, a identity separate from being human. Humans are robbers. Your flesh got you robbing folk. Just like your flesh got you a man sleeping with men or loving men or claiming to love men, or your flesh as a woman got you claiming to love other women. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither does corruption inherit corruption, incorruption rather. Neither does corruption inherit incorruption. So he says we must bear the image of the Lord Jesus Christ if we hope to get into heaven and enter God's kingdom. Nobody comes to the king other than wearing the garments the king prepares for you. That's in the parables. No one can come to the king's party. No one can come to the king's kingdom, into his kingdom, dressing like you want to dress. And, and come on now, you remember, you got, you know, a little bit old school. You couldn't come to your party dressed any kind of way. What you, what you doing? You have to change your garment, which is, <laughs> symbolizes a change of lifestyle. Let me make it clear to you. <clears throat> I've been saying being born again is being born from above. And it literally technically is being born again is means being born from above. Wherever you're born, <laughs> you're born with the clothes on or you're born in the uniform or you're born in the condition that you need to be in to exist in that realm. Let me say it another way. Fish are born underwater, so they have gills. You're not born underwater. You came out of water, but you don't need gills. Why? Because you're born into an environment where there's oxygen. So your equipment, your body is based on and created based on where you're born into. So being born from above means when you, <coughs> excuse me, when you and I get born again and we are born from above, we're born in a different place in a different realm with all that we need to exist in that realm. 
because flesh and blood is corruptible, we are born again of incorruptible seed. This all happens because of the power in the name, Jesus. Because he saves us from our sin. Now, remember, we've emphasized that now for most of this message, 30 minutes or so. Now we're going to shift gears. Now, you want you, I need you to get this because this is really going to help you. Now, remember, we read, read this and approached this from two different scriptures, from Matthew's point of view and Luke's point of view. We've been talking mostly about Matthew's focus on Jesus' name, rescuing us, saving us from our sin. Now, let's read what Luke says when Luke says, and he shall be called Jesus. Now, watch this. Luke 1, 31 again and 30 through 33. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Now, he doesn't go on like Mark, Matthew and say he shall save his people from his sin. This is what he says. He shall be great. He shall be called the son of the most high or the son of the highest. And the Lord shall give unto him the throne of his father, David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Notice what Luke says about the name. Luke doesn't mention the name in just terms of being the one that saves the people from their sin. Luke mentions the name of Jesus in terms of talking about his reigning as king over the kingdom forever. See, the birth, the ministry, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is more than just about sin and salvation. I'm going to say that again. <coughs> let, me read, let me drink some water first. Yeah. Again, the birth, the ministry, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is more than, didn't say it's less than, it's more than just about sin and salvation. As important as sin and being saved from sin and salvation is, it's more to it than that. Luke is giving us a clue. It's about the king and his kingdom. It's about a king and his kingdom. Kingdom. So when you and I say the name of Jesus, we're saying the name of a king. I love some of these songs, but don't get don't let them. They'll mess your mind up if you stay there. Away in a manger, no crib for a babe, the little Lord Jesus. Come on now. Where, 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 where do you get the power of his kingship from that song? He's a little baby. And he was, but he's a king. That's why three wise men brought him gifts that belong to a king. So no matter what state, what place in time you see his life, you will remember he's a king. I don't care what you go. I feel like hmm, preaching right here. I don't care what you're going through in your life. If you're saved, Jesus is your king. I know they I know they stoned him. I know I know they whipped him. I know that he's your king. Jesus is a king. Matter of fact, <coughs> he's the king of kings. That's why we got to say his name. We got to remember his name because he's not just a baby in a manger. He's not just a big, beautiful musical with stars and lights and everything and singers and robes and dancers. He's a king. Luke said he is, He's a king. He's, he's going to reign over the house of Jacob forever. Let's finish this. I'm getting too excited. Here's some things that Jesus said that we need to remember. In, in Matthew 7, 21 and 20 through 23, here it is. Jesus is speaking. Not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father in heaven. 
The revelation of this scripture is in that first verse. But I'm going to keep reading. Verse 22. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name cast out devils. And in thy name done many wonderful works. Verse 23. And Jesus says, and I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. How can prophesying in his name be wrong? How can casting out devils in his name be wrong? How can doing wonderful works in his name be wrong? If you've read that, you've had to ask yourself that question. Well, it's in the first verse in the context of what Jesus is speaking about. It's in verse 21. Not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth. Oh, there's a difference between saying and doing. There it is right there. You can see. Now watch this. Hear this. There's a lot of folks saying a lot of things. There are Christians saying, I'm saved. I love you. You can't tell me I don't love the Lord. I'm saved. You got preachers say, hey, God, I'm preaching. God called me to preach. I got 10,000 members, 20,000. I done read 15 books. I didn't preach all over the world. You, didn't, you said all that. But what you been doing? He that doeth the will. There's a difference between saying and doing. Hear me. Watch this. What we have done, I believe, I humbly submit to you, what we have overdone, overdid, done too much of, in the West, in the last several generations, is we have over, hear this, hear it well, hear me by the Spirit. We have overemphasized opening your mouth and confessing your sin. What do I mean by that? We have told people, all you got to do is just say, Jesus saved me, and you say, no, nah, it's more to it than that. Now, if you're the thief on the cross, you might be able to get away with that. Because your life is over. But you can't just tell someone that's 15 years old that'll probably live another 50, 60 years. All you got to do is just confess, I'm a sinner, and you say, and they walk around, I'm saved. Preacher told me, I'm saved. You ain't living nothing. You ain't doing nothing. You don't know the name. We've told people you're saved, name saved. Because all you got to do is confess with your mouth. Well, Jesus said, that's what they said. Lord, Lord. They confessed with their mouth. But he said, but you ain't did nothing. So we got to act like we know the name. Write it down. Write it down. Write it. Act like you know the name. Act like you know what the name means. Act like you know you carry the name of the last Adam, just like you carried the name of the first Adam. You was a fool for sin when you carried the name of the first Adam. But when you got born again, and you got the name of the last Adam. You don't do that anymore. That's the gospel. That's the gospel, my brother. You just ain't running around saying stuff. I go to church. My pastor said this. I don't care what your pastor said. What does God say? Because Jesus is going to tell you like he told them. I don't care how long you prophesied. I don't care how many devils you cast out. I never knew you. We never had a relationship. I never knew you. Are there people claiming to know Jesus that Jesus doesn't know? Does Jesus really know you? Or does the deacon board just know you? See, salvation comes, my brothers and sisters, when confession is made, but entrance into the everlasting kingdom of God comes is based on more than confession. The kingdom of God is more than words. I'm going to say that again. The kingdom of God is more than words. We got folk talking so big about Jesus and what they're doing, what they're going to do. Now, hear me with some grace and some mercy and some love. Again, just trying to help five more people. I remember when I was young in ministry. <laughs> I do, I do. I remember, I'm like, man, I'm going to. God going to use me. And we all say that we should because we really, really want God to use us. So we have, we have, we have these grand ideas and super duper huge plans and 
you know, and we were taught, you know, you got God got to be bigger than your plans to get involved. So we make plans way bigger than us as a show of our faith. You know. And uh, and, and this is just kind of what happens and kind of what people do. But you got to understand something. <laughs> the kingdom of God is more than words. It's deeds. And there should come a time in every believer's life where you allow God to bring you face to face with stuff you said. And say, do you really believe I said that to you? And do you really believe I'm going to do that through you? But today we got folk, you know, they, 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 they get saved and I love you. I, I, and you're encouraging me too, you know. I'm cheering for you. I'm praying for you. And you get saved and you start a ministry and you call it Super World Outreach Touch Everybody Ministries. Because you're going to reach and touch everybody. You're going to touch folk ain't nobody else touched. Ain't nobody going to do it like you do it because you going to do it like this because this is in your head and your heart. Well, you got to, 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 you got to compare that to his name. How much of his name do you know that's going to allow you to touch those people? Because one of the things, I'm just trying to help a preacher now, just trying to help a young preacher. One of the things I've come to understand is that it's more than a notion, said another way. It's easy to stand on the street corner in your town and preach the gospel. It don't cost you much. When you get tired, you ain't but 15 minutes from home. But to let God take you to foreign soil where you know no one, where you have no help but him, and open up your mouth and declare his name, now you're showing some deeds that far outweigh just your words. The kingdom of God is about repeating the same deeds that Jesus did. Write that down. Yeah, yeah, write it down. The kingdom of God is about repeating the same deeds that Jesus did. Matthew 5.20. <clears throat> For I say unto you, this is Jesus speaking, <clears throat> except your righteousness shall exceed, that, go, that means go beyond, the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you ain't going to come into the kingdom. So in today's, <laughs> in today's, uh, uh, language or vernacular or uh, today's culture or way of looking at church, unless some preacher's deeds exceed some of these other crooked preachers. Please understand, one can have success in ministry because of the grace and anointing of the Lord on your life. You can assemble followers, have ministry classes, cast out devils, prophesy, feed the hungry, do many wonderful things in the name of the Lord. But if your personal deeds are evil, your personal deeds are evil because there are people. This this Lord help you with this. Some people are struggling even with this being two people at the same time. Daisukos. Being two people is messing some folk up. Where we thought you was a man of God. You built schools and did this and you did that. And to come to find out you had a separate life. You were two people at the same time. You can't, when you're born in the earth, you live on earth. When you're born in the kingdom, you live from the kingdom on earth. You're not fleshly. You don't make excuses for being fleshly if you're born from above. According to Romans 2, 6, God is going to pay everyone back for their deeds. Not just what you say, 
but what we do. Righteousness by confession is imputed righteousness. It's calling us to righteousness through Christ because we repented. The righteousness which is by faith in Christ is seen in those who allow the gospel of Jesus Christ to transform their lives so they imitate Christ. That's how you know the name is working on you. Because you look more like Jesus and act more like Jesus and talk more like Jesus every day. It's quiet. My brothers and sisters, it's possible to name the name of Jesus, yet live in your own righteousness. <clears throat> How can you tell if you're living your own righteousness instead of the righteousness that comes by faith through Jesus Christ? Here's one way you could tell, just one way. <clears throat> if you are living your life Imitating another believer you think is a superstar believer. You know, just like athletes, I'm gonna play like Kobe, I'm gonna play like LeBron. You're, they're, they're imitating, <clears throat> excuse me, they're imitating another ball player <clears throat> and they're trying to reach the goals, the standards, and levels of that ball player. You're imitating another person. If you're a believer, you're trying to live like Jake's. Uh, Parsley or whoever you're trying to live at the level and like another believer you're imitating another believer and not the king you cannot live in God's kingdom unless you imitate his son Jesus has to be our model see you don't want to hear me we got wonderful people that don't understand you are not in the kingdom because your view is the same as a preacher and his view about God is skewed and ain't based on scripture. I believe like my uncle. Read, show me in the Bible where God said your uncles are standard. That's why we have to know his name. That's the only name given under heaven that we can be saved by the only name. Please hear the preacher tonight because some wonderful, good people, you really say his name, but you live by somebody else's standard. They're your example and not him. See, it's obvious I'm finishing. It's obvious the people who prophesied cast out devils and did wonderful works, imitated somebody else other than Jesus. Because he said, I didn't know you. <laughs> Catching on the way home. They weren't imitating Jesus. Jesus said, you wouldn't look like me. I don't know you. I don't live like that. I don't act like that. Don't let what somebody does fool you into thinking they know the name. Jesus said, I don't know you. Just because you was doing that don't mean they know Jesus. I got a, a, a internet feed or whatever you call it. I got a notification. There's a guy in, in, uh, in, uh, in the Holy Ground land running around talking about he Jesus. And the rabbis, no, 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 no this is real, real stuff. And, and the rabbis is following him around. He's doing miracles. They think he's Jesus. He's not. He's not. See, to call his name Jesus is more than repeating words over and over again. We heard in church, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Oh, I'll switch the name Jesus, Jesus. Every day the same, Jesus, Jesus. It's more than two than that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not meaning to make fun or, or, or any of that about because because some of y'all, you know, that was your tradition. That's that, and and we got to go beyond that. It's not repeating a name or repeating a, a phrase or repeating a formula. It's repeating a lifestyle. It's repeating a lifestyle. 
it's repeating a lifestyle you saw in scripture that glorifies God. That's proof we know the name. First Corinthians 12. Oh God, verse number three. Paul says, so I want you to know that no one prophesying or speaking by God's spirit can say Jesus is cursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Think about that. No one can call Jesus cursed. No one can call Jesus an imposter. No one can call Jesus fake if they have the Holy Spirit. Now that sounds real simple. But you know what that means? No one can get up and say, Jesus is going to let homosexuals in the kingdom. They're saying Jesus is fake. Because he saves people from their sin. He saves homosexuality and lesbianism is a sin. So Jesus is not going to let a sinner in church. So that Jesus is an imposter. No one's going to get him to say, you can fornicate all you want. Jesus, no, you can't control that. They're saying Jesus is an imposter. He don't have the Holy Ghost. Run from that church. Run from that preacher. I don't care. I'm saying it. Jesus is not an imposter. He is who he says he is. He saves people from their sin. You want to know why I'm still saved? Because Jesus saved me. I didn't save myself. A preacher didn't save me. A denomination didn't save me. A kind of preaching style didn't save me. Organ didn't save me. Singers didn't save me. My clothes didn't save me. The real Jesus. When the real Jesus saves you, you're saved. If you can't stay saved or don't know what it is to be saved, maybe the Jesus you believe in is an imposter. And then lastly, he says, Neither can anyone call Jesus Lord. You can't say his name. You can't say his name. You can't call him Lord. You can't recognize him as king except Holy Ghost in you. Tell you not only will he save you, he's your king. Submit your life to him every day. It's not about church. It's about kingdom. And when you understand his name, you'll understand his kingdom. Everyone stand, please. Lift your hands. Those of you that are watching, lift your hands, please. Submit to his kingship. Maybe you've heard his name many, many times. Many, many, many times. Maybe you thought you were saved. Maybe you have prophesied in his name. Maybe you have cast out devils in his name. Maybe you've done wonderful things. You've fed the homeless. You've put clothing on those that need it. You've visited people in the hospitals and prisons. But he's not your king. He's not your God. He's not transformed you. You are still the same person, the old person, doing new things doing Christian things and you've been led to believe you're changed but in your heart of hearts you know you're the same person tonight I want you to come out from behind the shadows come out from behind that fake phony life you've been living Jesus was born in this, well, he was born in September, they say, but we celebrate his birth in this season. We must remember him. We must remember his name, his power in his name to save his people from their sins and bring them into his eternal, everlasting kingdom. That's why he came. If that's what you want, pray this prayer with me, my brother and my sister. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe you are the savior of the world. But I also believe you are the King of kings, oh God, and the Lord of lords. I want to live in eternity with you. 
I want the last Adam to save me and do for me what the first Adam could never have done for me. Forgive me of my sin. I am a sinner. I was born a sinner. No matter what I do, I cannot stop being a sinner unless you, Lord Jesus, wash me in your blood. Transform my heart. Do new and wonderful things in me, not just for me, but do new and wonderful things. In, do miracles in me, in my mind, in my heart, in my soul, in my spirit. And let me live the rest of my life imitating you and not another person. Let me live the rest of my life imitating you and no one else. So when I stand before you, I don't hear you say you never knew me, but I hear you say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter now into the joy of the Lord. I pray that prayer was prayed and I pray you meant it and that you are now a part of the everlasting kingdom of God. In Jesus' name. Well, thank you for joining us. I also want to thank you in advance for clicking on the link to support our ministry. Your giving is what moves ministry forward and ministry must move forward. You can also visit us online at cffczion.org for more information. If you were blessed by this word, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. God bless you.